everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? Oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up, Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. Maybe someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my God. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not? I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. New plan. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we will be finally reviewing the latest movie from the MCU and the last movie of Marvel Studios' The Infinity Saga, Spider-Man Far From Home. Before I get to, into the review, I am joined by my co-host of the Cinemania World Show um, mm. and from the Cinemania page and YouTube, Alex Madden. Alex, what's up, buddy? What's going on? I got news to report on the Blu-ray front, too. On the Blu-ray front of what? Endgame. What about it? It is coming to Blu-ray uh, August 13th. Uh, I think it's only the theatrical cut, though, because from what it looked like, uh, on the back, it only had one runtime, and that was the 181 minute runtime. So, well, I know, I know the re-release. That's just the um, deleted some of the deleted scenes. So that still might be on the that the regular cut is that, but just added the deleted scenes and the special features. Gotcha. 
Um, but yeah, so we're talking about F- Spider-Man: Far From Home. We we did the screening last night. We'll talk about we'll talk about the screening and all that stuff. But if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home is the is the events following Avengers: Endgame. Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever, and he is no longer in New York. New York in this one, I believe this is the first Spider-Man movie to take Spider-Man out of New York, which is very interesting. Um, movie was directed by John Watts, and it stars, of course, Tom Holland as Spider-Man and Peter Parker, Zendaya as MJ, um, John Favreau as Happy Hogan, Jake Gyllenhaal as Quentin Beck, and Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill, Marissa Tomei, Mae Parker. Fantastic cast. Love this cast. One of my favorite casts in cinema. But, um, yeah, so let's get right into the review. Uh, we saw it last night. We had a very interesting screening. Oh, yeah. Um, the screening was just a hot mess. I don't know what happened. But we were able to get really good seats. We met some cool people. Uh, yeah. we, met, we met Nick and Emma. Shout out to Nick and Emma. They're great. Uh, we Yo, saw the, we went to the We went to the screening with them. They're really, they're really, really funny people. Um, they were with us the entire night, just freaking being batshit annoyed by the, um, you know, the staff the, process that downtown theater. I don't know why it gets worse every single year, but, um, it wasn't as worse as it wasn't, it wasn't as worse as, um, um, Jurassic oh. world falling kingdom because yeah. that resulted in us being like one of the first people in lines, but somehow getting into like the front seats of the theater and I was just awful. Luckily they had this screening in the IMAX theater. They confiscated phones. It was a big oh, yeah. deal. Um but I <clears throat> let's get right into the movie. Um I'll start this review by saying I love this movie. I wasn't expecting to love this movie as much. I was hearing good things about it, but I was, you know, I'm very hesitant when they do the first reactions and all that stuff on social media, no matter what movie it is. Um, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not one of those guys who are saying that it's the best Spider-Man movie. I, I don't think it is quite yet. I still have to let it see how it sits through time. But, um, after watching it last night, I felt like this morning I woke up loving it even more. Just thinking about all the performances and all the sequences and all the, the risk it takes and the, the risk. I don't understand. I don't, I don't think people really understand the risk of taking Spider-Man out of New York. Um, you know, that was definitely something interesting and brand new and fresh. And how often can you say something is fresh in the Spider-Man universe? You know what I mean? Um, cause it's such a universe that we're so used to by now, you know? So that, all that stuff's interesting. So yeah, I, um, coming out of it, I do think it's like maybe in the top three Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man movies, maybe top four. Um, depending on how you felt about Homecoming, but I really, really liked it. Um, let's get some of your thoughts. What did you think? <clears throat> I really liked this movie. I didn't, I didn't love it, but I really, really liked it. I found it to be really enjoyable. Uh, there's something about these like last two Spider-Man movies where it's just like, I love like the high school feel. How like they kind of feel like more grounded. Like, I guess like I guess what I mean by that is like the action scenes don't feel as big as like the ones in the Rami series or the ones in the Amazing Spider-Man, which I had a problem with in Homecoming. But the way this movie played out for some strange reason, like I had that same feeling, but it wasn't a problem in here. Mm-hmm. Um, my main issues with the movie is that I think it started off a little bit strange. Um, I felt that for the first act of the movie, there were ma- major pacing issues. And then 
it really took a while to actually understand where they were going with Mysterio. Right. Uh, because for a while there, he's just kind of uh, Spider-Man's mentor. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I really don't know where they're going. And you, and I'm not going to give anything away just because it could be a potential spoiler. But you know me, I had this theory. I, I was like, hey, this is going to happen with Mysterio. And you're like, no, no. Like, I mean. I don't, I don't buy it, and then that ended up happening. And well, well, wait, I um, well, you mentioned something. We won't spoil anything, but everyone who knows about Spider-Man and Mysterio knows where the where the movie's gonna go. I mean, yeah, yeah, they yeah. um, they wanted to, they wanted to kind of change it up a little bit and have him as a foe. But we all, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, the animated series and the cartoons, um. If you're a fan of all that stuff and you know the comics and all that, you know, I mean, he's a part of the Sinister Six. I mean, we all know who and what Mysterio is all about. Is all about. It's just all, it was just all about how they executed it, and I thought they execute it really well. Um, I, I, the thing that I, the thing that I, um, the part of that story that I wasn't buying initially before going into it was the element of his character that I wish that they explored more. I'll say that I'll say that in a spoiler review, maybe mm-hmm. at some point this weekend. But there's an element of his character that I that I wish was was an actual thing, but it ended up not being a thing. But um yeah, I thought he was great. I Jake Dylan Hall, he's my Yo, my yeah. favorite He's my favorite actor going on today. I think I yeah. realized that because, I mean, I told you how much Nightcrawler means to me, that movie and yeah. stuff. And that's the movie that got me into film and cinema and all yeah, that with, stuff and, with, and the art of cinema. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, without, that, without that movie, you wouldn't have a potential career. Exactly. That That's that's I mean, I, I've always since I was little, I've always wanted to be a writer. But that movie is what really got me into movies as a whole. I just remember just getting onto like a movie high after watching that and the art of the art of that movie is just so great and i i want to watch like a behind the scenes slash like a documentary on that movie um but he's so great he's one of my he's one he's like my favorite actor so um when i saw that he was going to be in this movie i was a little skeptical but i was like you know jake gyllenhaal could do no wrong and he was just so great like one of the one of the highlights of the film is his, his his performance and how much he's giving to this role and how much he's willing to give to this role by by from an actor who who has such on, on such a caliber like he is it was just so jarring but in a good way yeah like i mean i love how he does that with every role he's in i mean you mentioned this last night it's like man no matter like what quality the movie he's making like he's always giving it his all like whether it's prince of persia whether it's Nightcrawler, well, whether it's Velvet Buzzsaw, like the dude just loves to act and he knows how to act and he just gives it his all every time. Yeah, he's just so great. The past couple of movies that he's been in, um, whether if they were if they were bad or good or really really good, um, one thing you'd say is that Jake Gyllenhaal is a highlight and he's really good. Um, he was just so great in this. I love and even parts of his one of the, I think one of the reasons why I love this film too is because parts of his performance reminded me of Nightcrawler. Yeah, I, rem- I was just I remember like, you saying that. Yeah, like a lot of parts of his performance, I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting like flashbacks to that movie, and I, I feel like I'm watching Lou Bloom again on my screen. But like, yeah. it was just so it was he's just so yeah. good. See, I, I felt that with the second half of the movie, which I really liked. But the first half of the movie, like, again, I was like, I was like, I don't really know what he's going for or what they're going for with Mysterio. Because, like, 
Because, because, like I said, I had this theory, and I was like, maybe I'm like completely wrong about this theory. Like, maybe they're throwing me off guard. And then that well, theory, think... that theory what? ended up be, that theory ended up being true. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, I, so I, be... I think that um, then I then I think that they did a really good job with that stuff because then that means that they. They they pace that really well. Um, in the beginning though, I would have to agree with you. In the beginning, like when it starts, I'm like, okay, all right. Um, but I I, I felt like because of course it's very very tied into Avengers Endgame, not too heavy. But I did feel like in the beginning we were focused way too much on Iron Man, and I get why and stuff. But I feel I felt like they were kind of, you know, they were kind of hammering on that note a little bit too too heavy, a little bit, just not too much. But um. I the in the beginning I was like you know I say like the first thirty maybe twenty to thirty minutes I was like I'm not like loving this you know what no I mean? that's like, how it's I felt fine like I remember I was just like I'm not I'm not loving it yet because maybe because it takes a while for you yeah. to get some Spider Man action in and like yeah. uh, one part of the uh, like a big sequ action sequence involving Spider Man is completely cut from the movie yeah uh, that scene from the trailer. Yeah, I was like, okay, but um, I was a little scared about that because then before you know it, he's already he's already on a plane, and I'm like, oh shit, uh, well, where's yeah. that scene at? Um, yeah, that that was my whole thing. It was like you go from that that opening sequence to what I thought would be a sequence towards either the middle of the movie or the end of the movie. Uh, that's actually a sequence that opens up the movie, and then like I thought that like that sequence from the trailer where he's fighting like all the gangsters was gonna be like the first was gonna be like. The one of the first scenes of the movie, like maybe like the second or third scene of the movie or something, and yeah, it's because, completely gone. Yeah, that scene, those kind of scenes are like that's like the intro fight scene. It's like the Black Panther opening fight scene when he's in the forest, or yeah. Captain America yeah. on the ship on the um Hydra ship, and yeah. and, and um and Winter Soldier. It, it was one of those scenes, you know what I mean? A quick yeah. take down, take beat him up style scene, and I was really excited for it because I I felt we. I felt one of the things that Homecoming was lacking was Spider-Man action. Um, yeah. So I was excited to see that scene, and it was cut. And I was like, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, so it was taking a little while for it to get into the Spider-Man stuff. But then when it finally gets into it, I was so in. And I, um, Go ahead. I think I got into it when Mysterio first shows up uh, in London. Um, that's not a spoiler because that's in the trailer. Um and then I think I really started loving it when we find out something about him. Um, I'm not going to spoil it just in case. I mean, it's probably a given, but just in it's case people. Backstory. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. His backstory and his motivation. Uh, that's where I really started to like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. I think it's because we were all, like, just waiting, just, like, kind of anticipating it, the whole, like, that, all that stuff with Mysterio. But he was just so good. So everything that with that, I had no problems with that character at all. No, uh, I didn't either. Once again, I love all the side characters. This is one of my favorite, like, ensembles of a, of a movie. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. just like this. Um, I can't wait to put a third one with more of these people. Um, Because I, I, do like, I do like the high school feel of the movie, and I do like the characters that they have they spend a lot more time with um because she, she's not she's not a prominent role in the uh in the first movie homecoming but she was um what is her name she's blonde uh the one that plays betty uh betty yeah i believe yeah betty so i think yeah and gory and gory rice 
Yeah. She yep. she they she played a more prominent role in the movie, and I liked I liked her a lot. Um, yeah, of course, too. I like of course I like Ned um, Jacob Batalon. He's always great. John Favreau was really good too. Marissa Tomei as Aunt May continues to like continues to win me over because we were yeah. all skeptical on the young Aunt May kind of storyline, but she was really you know I, I I liked her a lot. Although I'm still waiting for them to really like hone in to her story a little bit more i mm-hmm. feel like she just kind of shows up and this is like her kind of way to get peter you know what i mean it's one of those i i, I want to see more of a heart-to-heart moment with them with them too you know yeah. um but i feel like maybe, maybe it's coming in the future but i do i still I, I still do love their relationship they're still great um and then i want to talk about uh tom holland and zendaya i thought they were great i really do lo- i really love their chemistry um I've been on a Zendaya high ever since watching that Euphoria show, mm-hmm. um, but she's just so great. Once again, I feel like this year is really like her calling call. Um, yeah. But she was great in this movie too. Um, I was a little worried with because she was doing a lot of the stuff from Homecoming that I didn't really enjoy at first, but then when she, when that relationship finally blooms and you see like how their story arc is by the end i really i really really like them together i just like the look of them and just i i like the fact that we have a different mj i i yeah you know we all i mean we all assumed that marvel studios and sony would go with the red-headed mj you know mary jane watson and you know what i mean and and white and all this stuff but i really like that they switched it up they one of the things i, I love about the casting um, from Sony, you got to give them props too. From Sony and Marvel Studios, with these, with this new Spider-Man reincarnation um, from Homecoming, it's just the the diversity of the cast is really good. Um, every it's, it's a diverse cast all around, and I love that. You know what I mean? Um, and having and having a black MJ. Um, I really enjoy, and I and I, you know what I mean. At first, I was like, oh, I mean, people are not gonna. I mean, of course, people people don't like change. You know what I mean? Like Valkyrie is supposed to be a blonde. You know what I mean? Like Valkyrie yeah. is supposed to be, but like I like when we get these kind of character changes that makes the that makes them more diverse. And I like I like Zendaya as MJ. I just really do. Um, okay. and I like her and Tom Holland's chemistry they have they have like the same kind of chemistry that um hemsworth and um and thompson has yeah they have the same kind of energy as them too um and i love that i really really love them they've started to become my favorite like on screen spider-man couple i mean um toby and kristen and kristen dunce of course they'll have like a place in my heart all the time that's my childhood but um I am coming around to the idea of Zendaya and Tom Holland. I think that, and I think their story arc was much more fleshed out in this one, and they had more chemistry. He had he had more chemistry with Zendaya than the um than the other chick from the first one. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Way, yeah, way like more. They like their 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 chemistry in the first and Homecoming. His love interest uh, Liz. They it was very stone in one note, but him and Zendaya they kill it on screen together, and I really because they're really good friends in real life. Yeah. Um, and I liked, and I, I really, really enjoyed them. Um, I wrote down a lot of notes today. I can but, tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a really, um, it's a really great addition to the MCU I wrote as well. It's a very, it also feels very fresh and I really enjoyed it. It, it, it kind of doesn't even, even though it's, we know it's tied in to the MCU and it's like, you know, the right after end, the movie right after Endgame, it honestly feels like its own movie. 
And that's, that's what, what I, I was like thinking. About it. You know what I mean? It feels that one time last night was I was I thinking about like, oh, how is this gonna tie in, tie into to the Infinity Stones and this and that and blah 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 is 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 the multiverse a part of the Infinity Stone? You know what I mean? Not one time. Yeah, I was I, just having so much fun. You know? Yeah, I think it. I think it's because it's like an actual epilogue to the Infinity Saga. Like this is the final movie of Phase Three, so it's like. It's it's kind of like when you play like Uncharted Four, and then you beat like the main story, and then there's that extra bonus level that's the epilogue. That's what this is. It's right. kind of like what Toy Story Four is to the first three Toy Stories. Like it, it's definitely like wrapping up the story of the toys, but like it's also it also feels like an epilogue, you know? Yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Um, yeah. So once again, um, everyone was great. The cast is great. Tom Holland again is Spider Man is one of the best casting decisions ever. Um, he's really, really good. Um, yeah, a little pacing issues, but not too bad. Like, I definitely agree with you. You said this last night that Homecoming paced a little better. It did. Yeah. Um, because yeah. this movie's pacing was a little weird, but I still had a really, really good time. Um, I love all the emotions because you deal. We are dealing with the death of Tony Stark in this one. So the you know kind of like the um kind of like the aftermath of all of Endgame. And I liked I like seeing how they dealt with all of that in mm-hmm. the movie too. Like the beginning was really, really clever. Um, really good. So yeah, I, I guess my one big complaint with the movie, and this is with all Marvel Studios movies, the majority of them, um, ones that deal with superheroes and who have like actual like mask and suits. Um, the CGI in some parts was just god awful. Once again, because Homecoming homecoming deals with the same thing where every time spider-man is on screen it looks like the the video game looks better a lot of the times in the video game more than the movie does and i'm watching this on a giant imax screen and i'm at and 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 tom holland in his suit and i don't get it because he does all this whole he does all of his own stunts they make an actual suit and everything like the suit on set looks amazing you know what i mean they make an actual suit he does his own stunts but it's but they but let's incorporate so much CGI. That's what happened with the last one. Um, that's what happens when we're watching in you know in Endgame and Infinity War, and these costumes are so not real and they feel so not real. And I I miss the old ages of Spider-Man where like I can tell that most of the scenes of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in those suits were practical, but in this yeah. one. Um, it's a lot of CG, a lot of CG, and they cover just like Black Panther, just like um, just like all of those Marvel studio movies that deals with like um characters in kind of like tight tighter suits. It just they cover it in CGI, and that's one of the things that that's one of the things that brought Black Panther down a little bit for me, and that's one of the things that brought this movie down because there was so many moments where I was like, oh my god, that looks so fake, but but. It didn't take me out of it too, too much because I still really, really did love the film. Yeah. So let me, um, let me ask you this. What about because I thought the CGI in a lot of the Mysterio and Elemental scenes was was not that great. But I think that was done intentionally. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Um, I I I see. So, so last night when you said that, I think the elementals. I, I think the water elementals look really good. I mean, yeah. the water the water one is kind of hard to really make look good, but I did think the the water one, Hydro yeah. Man or whatever, looked really good. Molten Man, the fire one, I didn't look. I didn't think looked good at all. Um, no. And then the kind of the kind of like. 
third act one was kind of weird too. Yeah. Um, and this the Sandman one in the in um and in, in, in that part in the desert, I thought that was good too. Um, yeah. So I say I say for the four elementals, I'd go like two out of the four looked really good. I thought Mysterio mm-hmm. looked great, even the fishbowl, the uh, the clouds <laughs> and the mask. I thought he looked great, and that's yeah. that's so. How do you how how do you make Mysterio look cool? You know what I mean? And like yeah, um, I thought he looked great, but it's just a lot of the times when Spider Man is either not even swinging when he's just walking somewhere, it just looks like a cartoon, and I'm just like, good lord, like. Just, yeah, I don't. I I don't understand that logic. I really don't. But yeah. like a lot of these movies do it, and and it's just like we had those. But I I just think a lot of studios and a lot of new films and newer blockbusters rely on CGI so much. And like they do. They I miss do. the time. I miss the times where CGI was a very rare thing. If you go back to watch Spider Man One, CGI is a very rare. Yeah, thing. it's it's really it, practical in that movie. Yeah, it, it was only CGI when it was only CGI when he's swinging. That's understandable. But even the swinging and the and the and the can you believe that even the swinging in, in like the O two Spider Man or the O one whatever um Spider Man movie looks really much better than the swinging scenes in this one because it's just so CGified and then yeah. like. Um, and the, <clears throat> and one of the things that I was like, <clears throat> one of the things that I was missing with, um, with, uh, with Tom Holland, Spider-Man, as far as like final battles is that he doesn't have, they don't do the whole like ripped costume and everything because it's CG. So like, you gotta <laughs> put like scars on his face and stuff like that now, instead of how, remember how Tobey Maguire third act, he'd be fucked up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, he got the he, shit kicked yeah, out. Yeah. You know, first he, one. And his mask had rip, rips and his suit had rips because that was practical. We don't yeah. get that now because let's just do CGI and make a CGI cut on his arm. It's just so dumb. But, um, yeah, it's but it, it's still a really good movie. That's just the one thing I rant about. Yeah, um, there's, there's, um, there's a scene in the middle of this movie involving Mysterio and Spider-Man in, like, what feels like... I, I love how Marvel's doing this. They always throw like these scenes that just feel like so out there and zany into the movie. You, I think you know. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. I think yeah, it's that. a very yeah, it's a very yeah, um, a it, lot of crazy sequences. Yeah, uh, I will. I will say it feels like um, it feels like a sequence right out of Batman: Arkham Asylum when you have to go through the scare uh, the scarecrow sequences. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like yeah. I remember. I remember. You know, it's crazy. I remember turning to you during that sequence. Like this feels like a side mission in like a video game. Like and you're tripped on L- LSD or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Remember yeah. that mission. Remember that mission from Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. You don't do side missions, so you probably don't know. But there's, no. there's a side mission in Grand Theft Auto when you get tripped off LSD and you just you start <laughs> shooting. You start shooting clowns and shit. But it's crazy. Um. But yeah. So yeah. So overall, I'd say. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it actually. I I'm glad I had I had to sleep. I had some time to sleep on it because I slept on it and I and I woke up really really like enjoying it on my way to work. Like thinking about it. All I want to watch it so bad. That was kind of like tomorrow they're doing a a private kind of um. They're doing one of those AMC kind of early screenings in oh, Braintree, really? and it's already sold out. I was gonna go. Um, I was like, I'll just go tomorrow, but we're, we're going to see it again on Tuesday and I'm super excited yeah. for that. Yeah. And, uh, before we go, I want to, uh, I want to confirm there are credit scenes. Uh, we actually didn't stick around for the end credit for the after credit scene. Uh, cause the people we were sitting with, they wanted they, since they confiscated our phones, they wanted to go get their phones. So that was yeah. okay. 
but Nick and, Nick and them are really young, so they they yeah. were worried about their phones. Yeah. Um. But we will watch the we'll, we'll watch the whole end credit scene at the end. But the mid credit scene, I have never been. I won't give any spoilers because I want everyone to witness this. Like it's it's on the epitome of Deadpool 2's post credit yeah. scene. Um, yeah. But I want people to witness this and enjoy it and love it like we did. I something comes up. And we're like watching it. We're like, oh, this is awesome. This is cute. I was like, Whatever. oh, cool. That's a nice little. Yeah, movie. this is nice. This is a nice little way to end the movie. And then something comes up. The entire theater, yeah, yeah. yeah! You it know was, what it, I mean? Like, yeah, like like being from Boston, it was like we just won another championship. Like the entire the, the, the I remember because I was sitting next to Emma, and Emma was just like she jumped when I screamed because. I remember, like, I, I've never screamed like that ever in a long I've, time. I've never seen a movie theater erupt like there, that. And then when the end, when the when the mid credit scene was over, there was a guy in the middle row. He <laughs> oh, was just, yeah. Yeah, he had his hands <laughs> on his head just in shock. Like, oh, my God, did I just freaking see that? Yeah. Uh, so, guys, please go, go stay for the mid credit scene. It will be worth it. It'll yeah. be, it's a, it's a. Very, very amazing payoff to something we've always wanted a long for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's um, a really, really nice. It's really, really good. I may, I may have a quote on the Blu-ray, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, don't say the quote, though. but um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I listen. Other than the bullshit process of the downtown screenings, I'm sorry if I na- if I nag about the downtown theater a lot, but the downtown theater is they suck. Of the worst theaters I've ever been to, and I've been to some really, really shitty indie theaters, but downtown they're up there. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. um, we're we're in the city, so it's not like downtown in a neighbor. We're like in the city of Boston, and it's just horrific. But the movie was great. We had good seats still. It was in the IMAX. Such a great movie to watch on a big screen with all those sequences and stuff. So yeah, I I ended up for my score. I don't really do, do scores on our reviews, but I I ended up giving it about an A because I really really liked it. Yeah, I'm I'm going a B plus just because uh, strange opening, uh, some pacing issues in the first half hour, and then. I I wasn't really sure where they were going with Mysterio for that first hour, but then after that, like once Mysterio shows up the first time in London, that's where I started to get interested. But after you learn about his backstory and his motivations, that's where I was like, all right, now I'm hooked. Um, yeah, I love all that. All 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 of the way they the execution of the movie is really good. I'll say that execution of all the characters really well done. Um, I, I ship, I ship Tom Holland and Zendaya so hard. Um, they're great, but yeah, really great movie, movie, everyone. We hope you guys see it on Tuesday. Um, yeah. So next week is the 4th of July. Um, so I guess for, for us this weekend, you can look for, of course, this review will be dropping as soon as this is, as soon as I can edit it and post it. And then, um, there'll be no world show this week, everyone. So, uh, we'll be back next week for a special 4th of July week edition of the World Show. That'll be fun. Uh, this week, you can probably look for a new episode of Cinemania Live, uh, the box office show with Larry and myself. Maybe maybe the morning movie show. We'll see how, how Brett and I are feeling. Monday, we'll do another Cinemania Live where I'll review uh, Euphoria and Big Little Lies with Hannah. And then, yeah, next week, we'll be um, in a whole new week. 
Yeah, Midsummer next week, I think, too. Midsummer next week, Spider-Man Far From Home again next yes. week. Really good couple of weeks, 4th of July weeks. Hang out hang out with your families, hang out with your friends, have fun. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice weekend next week. Should be a short weekend for a lot of us. Set, so that should be cool. Set off some fireworks. Oh, please. My house is my house during for the July is just a hot mess. But um yeah, all right. That that is our review, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. You can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, Instagram at Cinemaniac1994. Alex, let everyone know where they can find you and what's coming up on your channel this week. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, just my name, Alex Madden. Twitter at Alex underscore Madden underscore Instagram. Uh, and Stardust uh, at Alex underscore Madden underscore 414. Uh, the only difference there is that the Stardust has capitals has a capital A, capital M in my name. Instagram doesn't. And uh, I'll be post, I should be posting a spoiler review of Far From Homes when the movie gets released. Um, and then uh, I'm going to try and get a review of Midsummer up. Yes, that'll be next week. Um, hopefully, you can let you and I can do that podcast review as well. But yeah. and you can find the Cinemania page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Cinemania World. Look for the play button. Look for some silver people. That's us in a brick wall. Um, although our logo is in Pride Month colors, so that's yay for that. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you guys for joining us for this review. Really hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for clicking on again. We've been getting like a lot of listens on our shows recently on Podbean. I don't know what's happening, but thank you. Um, thank you guys once again. My name's Dwayne. That is Alex. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Adios.